What's up, party animals? Manny Lore here with another Study Minute presented by Fantasy Cruncher. As always, I got three topics to start off the week for you. First, Dark Manor look. We've said his name a few times on this podcast. He takes down the XFL 100K this weekend on DraftKings. I'll show you how he did it. Topic number two, sticking with XFL. Through three weeks, I'll show you the three best stack types you can use. And trust me, I don't think you know at least one of them. Topic number three, DraftKings Championship Series, a really, really cool event just announced by DraftKings. It's pretty much what the name says, only for champions. I'll explain that a little bit more. All that and more on the Study Minute, baby. Let's go. Dark Manalik was your guy yesterday. Uh, did it by the slimmest of margins, but... Obviously, a very good player putting himself in a very good position over the weekend to take down the XFL 100K Saturday special on DraftKings. He was able to edge out JBC by, what, what was that, like 0.1? I, like, it was the slimmest of margins. He barely got there, but a great lineup nonetheless. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're grinding these XFL streets... It's a lot of familiar names up top of these leaderboards, guys that not only are good players, but good NFL players at that. So Dark Manalik being one of them, of course, we've talked to him uh, a few times on this podcast. I've had the privilege to meet him a few times uh, at some of the events. Very, very humble guy, very cool guy, and of course, a, a fantastic player. The lineup went something like this, Philip Walker. It feels like we've used Philip Walker in the winning lineup uh, quite a few times already. Uh, Philip Walker, Trey Williams, Cam Phillips, Jalen Tolliver, Donald Parham, I think is how you pronounce that. Austin Pruel and the Battlehawks defense. I think, I think, hey, not, not, not too shabby. The, the, the contrarian guys that got him there were Trey Williams, Jalen Tolliver, and Austin Pruel, right? So I think, I think, I think for the most part, everyone's kind of on the same boat where they just want to jam in receivers. Uh, everyone's stacking. I think stacking has. Uh, obviously prevailed. We'll get to more of that in topic number two. Um, but as far as projections and, and what sites are projecting for some of these guys, I think there's still some disconnect between, uh, you know, truly who are the very best players. I think we know who are the very best players on each team, but how to project the secondary and and, and, and third receivers on a team, which I, which I think kind of is where the edge is right now in XFL. But when you can do it correctly, and you can have these four percenters, five percenters, six percenters, like Dark Manalik did. I think you could have a ton of success, right? Dark Manalik also placed thirtieth and thirty-first, so pretty good lineups from him yesterday. Um, if you played Landry Jones, I thought you had pretty decent lineups as well. If you had the right guys around him, but for the most part, winners all had Philip Walker, and it, it was a it was a stack of that game pretty much, right? For Dark Manalik, it was Philip Walker. It was uh, Cam Phillips, and then they ran it back with Jalen Tolliver from the Vipers, right? So um, it was it was kind of predictable who you were getting in there. Now, did you get the right fillers in? He obviously did, but for the most part, it looks like most of the Sharks did as well, right? You, It looks like they were all on this. It was by far the most chalkiest pairing, talking Philip Walker to Cam Phillips. Did you throw in an extra Houston guy? Did you throw in an extra Tampa guy was the difference maker? And in the case of Dark Manalik, he didn't. That was the, those were the three from that game that he did. Um, he had he had various players from other teams, obviously a different defense, and and, and rolled that way. But the three man stack, 
probably one we're going to talk about very soon on this podcast, uh, was what took it down from congratulations to Dark Mantle, like 100K, man. 100K on XFL, pretty good. By the way, we're going to continue these 100Ks into the future, it seems like. These tournaments uh, look like they're filling. Uh, look like they're pretty, filling at a pretty decent rate. So, um, again, congratulations to Dark Manalak. Topic number two, the three best stacks for XFL. We'll talk about this on stream and elaborate a little bit more, but it's no secret receivers and the passing game dominate this sport, right? There is... There is no doubt about it. Trey Williams was in that lineup, did not get 10 points. We don't know who Trey Williams is. You're not an avid XFLer yet. That's a Seattle uh, running back for the Seattle Dragons. It feels like I'm talking about made-up teams right here. <laughs> feels like those creative teams in NFL, uh, Madden or whatever. It feels like all these are creative teams. <laughs> the Seattle Dragons with running back Trey Williams, like a creative player or something. <laughs> Uh, he only had 33 rushing yards, had three catches for 21 yards, and he had 8.4 points. He was in the winning lineup. Yeah, the, I mean, running backs are so hard to come by. If you look at second place, uh, Larry Rose also had 8.3 points, and that's because he scored a touchdown. He had negative three rush, uh, receiving yards, and he had six rushing yards. He didn't do anything but have the 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 lone touchdown there, right? So it's it's... Not a runner's league at all. I told you, I guess, since week one, it's it's we're not going to have our Zeeks. We're not going to have our McCaffreys. We're not going to have these guys. Cameron Artis Payne, maybe to an extent. I think he saw 80 rushing yards. But outside of that, it wasn't even close. And is it worth paying for him? I don't even know. When you have guys, even at 3, 4K, going for 20, 30, 40 points, there's, there's really no reason for you to spend on running back. Not that you really can. Anyway, there's not enough volume for those guys. So... Um, it's very easy to say that we are going to the receiver spot as much as we can. And th this is just going to deal with stack, not just roster construction. So I guess the number one stack you should be using, and I guess my favorite is, is the three-man stack, right? I guess the three-man stack will lead the way first, and a three-man game stack it is, right? So Philip Walker to Cam Phillips, and I think Jalen Tolliver coming back yesterday was the right move. Uh, I don't know if I trust the coming back team enough especially when there aren't enough games to throw in more people, right? To throw in more players into a stack. Obviously, it works, but I think the three-man stack will lead the way. I think the four-man stack, something we do in NFL, and probably my favorite NFL stack, because there's more games, obviously more scoring or whatever, more chances at scoring with all those games, all those teams. So the four-man stack, and again, that will not include a running back. So if you wanted to go to, I don't know, Philip Walker, Cam Phillips, and throw in an extra Houston guy, say, I don't know, Sammy Coates, even though he's garbage, and he still keeps being owned every single week, and then running it back with Jalen Tolliver, that could have worked on, on, on this weekend, right? I think that is a good way to go. And again, that just deals with wide receivers. And then if you wanted a, a third stack, um, it would be the Philip Walker to... Cam Phillips, and maybe Sammy Coates. So a three-man team stack would probably be my favorite there. That's assuming, um, you know, obviously they get out to a big lead, they're winning, but the other team cannot come back, right? And I think you saw it in the L.A. game. Uh, I think you saw it 39-9 to in the, in the L.A.-D.C. game. Yeah, they had, they had pretty much nothing on the D.C. end. That could happen. 
that could happen. So uh, those are my top three stacks. We'll elaborate a little bit more as to why get into the nitty gritty, how they've done so far this season on live streams, uh, twitch.tv slash mlaura. Uh, but those are my top three stacks so far in the XFL. Topic number three, the DraftKings Championship Series. This is actually pretty cool from DraftKings, right? And uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten to see this yet, but they have uh, this brand new tournament series or, or championship series where they're going to crown the king of daily fantasy sports and sports betting. And it's pretty cool in the way they do it, right? They have a fantasy tournament of champions where throughout these next 40 contests that I'll explain to you now or that I'll show you now, uh, they will give away a championship ticket, I guess, in all of them is what I'm saying, is what I'm understanding, uh, to the big game in Tampa, which is next year's Super Bowl, to compete in our live fantasy tournament of champions for $1 million top prize. So how this work is, there's 30 fantasy millionaire contests in football. There's five different fantasy online championships. There's five fantasy championships, period, live events. Uh, and then all of these will give away a ticket to, I guess, the winner of the event. And that starts right now, February 29th, with the 2020 Hockey World Championship live event, right? So I think at that live event, they're going to give out a ticket to this uh, in the PGA Fifth Major Millionaire on March 12th. They're going to give out a ticket to this. And as we go all the way down through all the fantasy football millionaires of the year, they're going to give out one ticket, I assume, to the winner of all of these contests including the Sports Betting National Championship live event as well. So that winner also gets a ticket to this contest. And on February 7th, the 2020 Fantasy Tournament of Champions live event in Tampa Bay, Florida for Super Bowl, what, 55, I believe now? And that's going to be, uh, I guess, crown the Fantasy Tournament of Champions to declare the very best champion of of fantasy sports it's it's actually pretty cool man so out of all the championship events the champion gets something and reaches this final one big event which again will take place on the super bowl and will be crowned the very best dfs champion uh, of that year i think that's pretty cool man so if you're ever on that uh you know championship grind and you want to reach these live events and maybe want to get to this tournament uh want to have the chance to be crowned the first ever tournament of champions or champion, I I th I think that's a pretty cool thing to reach for if if you have if you're one of those high stakes guys, you know, talking the pets, the bricks, the Papa Gates of the world, the Osmos, and you want to reach this, that's a pretty big milestone, man. So uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna aim for this, if somehow you land in one of these things, best of luck to you. This is this is the ultimate dream, I guess, as as a fantasy player. So good luck to alls chasing. If that makes sense. Good luck to all of you, Jason. Thank you for listening. You can rate, like, and subscribe. That'd be fantastic. Drop a little review there if you can. Helps the podcast. Catch myself today, 12 p.m. Eastern, live on stream, twitch.tv slash mlaura. Of course, we will be uploading uh, YouTube videos along the way. And if you don't want to do any of those things, no hard feelings. I never hold grudges. <laughs> Just download the same podcast tomorrow. I'll catch you guys then.